0: Welcome to the Villa Park podcast. It's me, Rich, and I'm back with Max and Sam for your Lions' raw match reaction to Chelsea nil, Aston Villa one, another win in London, and uh, and yeah. If I said on my instant match reaction, boys, that we we talked about what we needed to learn from the last couple last couple of performances. I know we got the win against Crystal Palace, but obviously the poor performance against at um, Warsaw and uh, yeah boy did they learn because a 1-0 win away from home is exactly what we've been what we've been calling for um sam your views get us get straight into it
1: yeah good evening everyone um yeah i mean it's like you say it was it was a pretty um it was a pretty good performance all round um i think chelsea are chelsea are like a really strange team to to go up against at the moment because on paper they're you know they're full of class everywhere, and then uh, so you see so you obviously like you think it might be a difficult one, but then you get there and it's a bit, you know, it's a bit maybe easier than than you thought it might be. But um, I think I think they did actually have some really good moments, and um, it was to Villa's credit that we managed to manage to shut them down and shut down their momentum, as opposed to Chelsea just being terrible, which for the most part they were. But but when they were at it, I think Villa responded in equal measure so um yeah obviously uh, you know brilliant win which one that we needed as well our waveform has been you know not not great um and that's something in and has talked about before so yeah i'm buzzing it's 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 exactly what we wanted wasn't it
0: exactly mate. exactly and max uh good to have you on mate i saw every time that intro music comes on i see your your beaming pr- face beaming with pride at the uh, at your creation, so yeah, we all love your uh, we love your intro music, mate. But but yeah, I mean, obviously beating Chelsea away from home, um, like Sam said, just the tonic after you know not being particularly great away from home since I think when was that? Well, obviously we beat Burnley, but that was one win out of the last seven or eight away from home.
2: Yeah, well, I think it was the ideal ideal game and ideal performance, really. It's something. Once, as soon as they got that, uh, Gusto went off after his red card. I think it was, it felt like it was our game to lose from that point. I think other than towards the end, they didn't really have a chance as like properly, until like the very end and they had, it was kind of like an onslaught in the added time. I didn't, didn't think they had much of a chance really. And even when they went forward, they're just a very, very toothless attack at, at the minute. So I, I thought we played really well. I think, especially after the red card, I think it was our, i game, I think he was lucky only to be one in the end, personally.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like you say, we'll get into it all. Very professional performance. I can see loads of comments coming in. Uh, good numbers watching already. Guys, we have surpassed 2,400. Um, we've actually, I think we're at like, I think we've gained about 20 subscribers today, which is tremendous. So uh, please hit that like button. Um, help spread the word of the channel and hit that subscribe button. Uh, help us on the road to 3K. Um, and also, if you do want to become a member, um, do click the link. I've pinned it at the top of the chat. It's just $1.99 a month um, to become an official Villa Park Pod follower. I mean, less than a, a third of a cost of a pint, especially in London, guys. So, yeah, you'll be doing your bit for the channel. So uh, if you do want to become a member, do please do that. And Rich Edwards is in the chat. Um, a fantastic super chat there. Awesome away win up oh, the Villa. Absolutely, mate. And great to have you back. I noticed you commented the other day. Uh, saying you got your notifications on now, so great to have you in the chat. Um, Dunkson, evening, Duncan. Adam, evening, Adam. Steve is in the house. Rachel's in the house. Mark in the house again. Great to have you on board, everyone. CC, always fantastic comments from you, CC. So great to have you in. As I said, Rich is in the house. Dale, hi all. Fantastic result. 12 points of eight out of 18. Isn't a bad start up the villa. 100%, mate. We'll get into that a little bit more as there. Uh, later on in the show Gary said hi guys things are so much better when we win felt awful after the leggy result I think we all did mate um, Lewis Sam Watkins will score 10 in the next 12 and then not score for another 12 we will get into that later on <laughs> no it's
1: really convenient last week I said that's my last word on Watkins I'm not going to say anymore
0: <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, uh, just uh, I made today. the people a
1: promise last time so I can't I can't break it
0: <laughs> <laughs> CC, that was a much better performance. Not perfect, but a good one to kick off from. We looked far more organized, solid. Uh, McGinn looked a little bit more like himself. We'll, we will chat about McGinn uh, on that a bit later as well. John Fraser, wow, what a result. Has anyone looked into the fixtures until Christmas? Arsenal and Man City in December. But other than that, all winnable games. Huge game against Brighton, which is coming up next week um, Sanchez was great today, There, man of the match, yeah, he made some phenomenal saves, Deontay, happy Sunday, everyone, uh, great to have you in, Craig, brilliant to have you in as well, good evening, mate, um, <laughs> Gary said, looks like Perslo was enjoying himself today, yeah, he was, he was, um, uh, yeah, we might have a little comment on that later on, boys, Alfie, evening, Alfie, um, uh, Lewis again, good evening, lads up the villa, um, yeah, channel's growing nicely, mate. Brilliant. And thanks for all your support. Absolutely. Um, absolutely all down to you guys in the comments and, and giving us so much support. Um, Duncan said just drop Watkins and Isak in the fantasy football too. Yeah, I did all right actually, and I know you did all right in it in it as well, Sam. So um yeah, decent. Yeah, smashed
1: it. I uh well unfortunately I think I got Gusto coming in um because uh Trent didn't play this week, so I've got Gusto on the bench. Ah. <laughs> so uh yeah, incoming minus two points, but we'll we'll take Oh dear. It, we'll take
0: oh dear. It. Um well let's let's talk um starting lineups first, because uh, Max, I think you were spot on with yours, mate. Uh obviously no. using our really? fan hub app there. Um spot on. Any were there any surprises there for you? Um obviously Moreno didn't make the bench, so maybe he's had a little bit of a setback. What any surprises there for you with the starting lineup, Max?
2: I I think it was just going back to type almost after the loss, the legia loss. I think it was just back to what we know, keeping it keeping it tight. Everyone knew that knew what their jobs were, and then that's use that as a platform to move forward from. Then,
0: yeah, exactly, exactly. And Sam, we talked around, you know, that I guess being a little bit more disciplined. Uh, and the, the first point I wanted to come on to is that I think Chelsea had something like ten offsides all game. <laughs> So we still employed that high line, um, and we, that we were kind of concerned about. But I think we got the pressure right for, further in front. Like I think the players in the midfield and and you know obviously further forward got that pressing correct, so that we weren't left too exposed to that to, because of that high line. I don't know what you think about it, or whether we whether we tempered it a little bit. I don't know what your thoughts were.
1: Um, I think. Uh, I had a little I had a little tipple today um, on the game, and uh, I was so close. Actually, I was so close. And uh, the first thing I put down was Chelsea to have more than five offsides, and I think they'd done that by thirty minutes or something. Like yeah. That. Um, I knew we were going to maintain that high line. It's how Emery wants to play. And I think I think it was a mix of um, us playing the line well, and exactly as you just described, pressing well. And but I think at the same time, Chelsea were uh, quite undisciplined in in terms of their moves because they were inches off on multiple occasions and they've got some real pace at the front um Mudrich is he's one of them players i've seen before where his legs move faster than his brain so he's just he's just so quick he doesn't know how to temper it he doesn't know how to control it and uh uh, Nicholas Jackson. I know we were linked with him actually in the summer, and thank God we didn't buy him. Oh my God, what a donkey! Um, he's just cons- uh, He's he's worse than Pippo Inzaghi. He's just always offside. He just does I think he's like. Uh, I don't know if anyone watched it. Maybe it's a it's it, it's a younger audience. But there was this, a Sidemen charity match um, recently. And yeah. all, they had it, like these American YouTubers come and play and they just didn't understand the offside rules. So they were constantly offside. That's what it felt like today with uh, with Chelsea. But I mean, you can only you can only play what's in front of you. And, and that defence did hold their line. There was uh, one from the corner, I think. It was actually the corner where they scored and the goal was disallowed. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> luckily, our defence held that line really well. Um, and then Ollie Watkins was about two foot behind the rest of the defence and he was playing you everyone nearly, on you, nearly
0: went, you nearly went nearly went didn't
1: yeah, you yeah almost everyone was onside ahead of that line and, and he luckily he was he was just behind I can't remember who it was who scored them their mm-hmm. midfielder. So um yeah we got re- we got lucky in that instance but in general I thought we were really good. I think we we did what we had to but against a better quality of opposition I'm still not sure about that high line away from home.
0: Yeah yeah um Max you you mentioned it about as well I'm only wanting to talk around it but yeah, I just felt we got that we got that pressure just about right with in front of that defence. And I think Sam is right about Mudrick. He's he's a little bit here, there, and everywhere. I think he only had one opportunity where he got to run at cash, and that was probably a bit down to us, a bit down to him not getting in the correct positions. Um and yeah, they they, they just didn't quite know. I felt for Chelsea, they just didn't quite know what they wanted to do and how they wanted to attack us. I don't know how you felt about it.
2: Uh, Well, it's strange because I felt like Sterling was really dangerous, Mm. but he was also, he was almost different, doing stuff differently to everyone else. It was like Mudrick was kind of floating around looking for passes inside and stuff like that. But then Sterling was just straight to the byline trying to get crosses and shots off. So it was a bit. Seemed a bit of like an imbalance for me. Like they just seemed to be all over the place because it just no one seemed to know what they were doing. It was like I guess I know that's what Sterling's good at is getting past people and stuff like that. But when your other winger is mudricking, because there was one in the I think I've seen it on Twitter. He made a perfect, like a pretty much perfect, like reverse pass in the first half, and then it's the one that Jackson missed from. But then, it's, like as I say, they just seemed to be a bit all over the place personally.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, Fernandez to me is a is a more of a defensive midfielder. He was playing more attacking kind of. Gallagher was getting the ball off the back four. He seems more of more of a, an attacking midfielder. They just seem a little bit of a mismatch. But with regards to Villa in that first half, Sam, I think we kind of grew into it, and then you know a couple of fantastic shots. Um, I think Dini had a, a great volley, which would have been yeah. up there with goal of the season if that had gone in, and then Zaniolo I thought had a decent first half. Um, he's got a lot lot of nice touches, got a bit of strength about him. Once he gets used to that Premier League pace, I think he'll be really good. He had a good good strike and another excellent save. And yeah, I, th- I think we I think we could we could count ourselves um you know fairly unlucky, maybe not to be going in at half time one nil
1: Yeah, I mean what a shot by Dina and Zaniolo as well. It was a sort of two it's kind of tough because they were almost right at sanchez but they were coming at such a pace that they're still like incredibly difficult to save and to tip over the bar as well so i am um, I, I thought that zaniolo one hit the bar um before i saw it again and um in my in my tipple today the thing that actually lost it for me was uh was i had zaniolo to score i don't know why i just oh had a, mate
0: just, you'd I just,
1: I, do you know and do you know I, I put 20 i think it was 20 quid on it and i think the payout was like two and a half grand or something like that I got oh, everything. Like we don't encourage we don't encourage gambling not. please do not gamble yeah. unless um well gamble responsibly if you want to gamble yeah. um and uh and yeah it was just that zaniolo goal and when he like everything was done in the first half as well for the effort i was just like ah oh. but um yeah i thought he was really good actually i really like zaniolo i think he's he's like he's big he's strong he's not like you know sometimes when, when you get Italians come and play they're a bit sheepish and they don't really like to get stuck in I feel like he's the opposite he goes flying in and maybe that's why he's so injury prone but um yeah brilliant chance by him it, off the you know I wouldn't say Zidane-esque but do you know what I mean like just on that swivel on the left foot on the volley um a lot closer it was just it was a really nice shot um Dinier, what did exactly what Dini does he's very good going forward and he's Um, he's I'd say competent at best defensively but that's you know that's his role Um, I think I think some credit to, to Chelsea though although they weren't very clinical like they got into loads of positions and I've seen loads of comments on here about Sterling and he was like he was a class above the rest yeah, of the team. Yeah, it was,
0: was good. I thought
1: he was. I thought he yeah. was. I thought he was. I thought was brilliant. And and he pulled yeah. he pulled the ball back so many times. And there were just so many shots off target from Chelsea, which kind of made us look better. But they were re- they were dangerous. They were like dangerous positions that they got into. So, I don't think it was a Chelsea team that didn't turn up. I think they just didn't. The, the same problem that Chelsea have had all season is they they don't have goals in them. Um, but they they get into the positions and and they got into a position on more than one occasion with Villa. So going in a half time, I was. Although we had a, a few chances, I thought Martinez you know, made some really good saves as well. And I was happy to go in at 0-0, um, thinking that we'd come out in the second half and push a bit more. I don't think it was as one-sided as maybe some people would say.
0: No, no, I think it was an even first. I, I think I was just glad as well that we didn't concede an early goal. You know, we've done that so many times this season. and It was nice to go in 0-0 and be, you know, be kind of have that opportunity to go off, off and win it um <clears throat> a few comments coming in i've starred a few cuz they will will go through the game hopefully a little bit chronologically um gary said better lineup today zaniolo is a bonus but bailey's improving especially at home um duncan said think emery has pulled the high line back slightly for torres um yeah potentially so um uh, i think lewis mentioned that in in reference to mudric he's a bit like leon bailey brains mm. too quick uh, than his than his legs um uh, who else have we got? Gary says Sterling is Sterling. He misses more chances than Watkins ever will. Not a
1: striker, <laughs> but okay. Um,
0: <laughs> Rachel said, "Cutting the first half short showed us." Oh, that's about the ref. Yeah, we'll, we'll go on to we'll go on to him as well. That was that was a bit of a bizarre incident. That. <laughs> he, he, three minutes min, minimum of injury time. We had a stoppage because uh, Dina yeah, took an elbow and got a yellow card for it somehow, and then he he blows up with a minute and a half to go, like. Yeah, he was, he's, he's that, that Jared Gillett is a bit he's a bit of a bizarre referee, isn't he? Um yeah, bit bizarre. Um what have we got here? Richard said loving Zani, he's gonna be awesome when he's up to speed with the Premier League. Um Gary said half these Chelsea players will be flops. Um Duncan said a billion pound squad, laugh out loud. Um Gary said, wish I'll put Zaniola on my shirt, but Mings will do fine. Um and yeah, he's, Chelsea weren't that bad today. Um, Adam says Bailey's better than Mudrick. Uh, well, he's he's definitely more productive than him. Um, absolutely. Um, Dunks have got a DRB number nineteen shirt. Though seriously thought about a number twenty two Zaniolo shirt. So it's definitely getting pop, be, uh, popular with the um, with the with the Villa supporters. Zaniolo. I think he's going to be a bit of a bit of a cult hero. Um, so yeah, well, they're, I, I they're... think
1: I think he he likes it, Rich. He, he loves likes it. it, yeah.
0: He, he loves it. 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 He likes it. He likes it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he definitely likes it. Um but yeah, second half um started and I thought I thought here we go. Um it's gonna be another another start to second half. It's a bit sluggish. I think Chelsea came out of the traps a little bit quicker. Um and but then we kind of got, got our fo- foothold into the game again. Uh, and then the, the big instant Max is uh fifty-seven minutes, I think. Um Gusto um goes into um goes goes into uh um Luca Dean with a lot of gusto and ends up getting off Um but yeah, what, what, <laughs> what, what, what How are long your, were you
2: working on that, Rich?
0: <laughs> what were your thoughts on it, Max? Do you think it was a, a red?
2: I I thought it was I thought it was an awful tackle when it felt like... on At first view, I literally was very like... I was surprised that it had... Because it almost felt like the referee didn't see it to start with. And then it came back... I always gave him a yellow card just because it seemed like a foul. But I thought it, was, it just looked like a terrible challenge to me. And then obviously, obviously looked at it. And I mean, I wasn't a big fan of the... When he went over to the VAR screen, they were just showing him... the stills and like really slow-mo clips it just seemed a bit a bit something a bit off about that not that i didn't think it was i did think it was a red but i think showing a referee stills and really heavily slow motion clips just seems a bit of a waste of time to me because that that's basically just telling him to give it but i definitely think it was a red card personally
0: yeah yeah, um CC, uh, I'm looking forward to hearing other opinions. I thought it was a red because he wasn't in control of his follow-through and it was high. Studs up, that combo meant a red to me. Rub uh, is in the house, said, clear red card consistent with the decisions made since VAR intervenes for reckless tackles. Um Rachel said, I would say an orange card if existed as it was more than a yellow but less than a red. I can see it either way but a red most likely. Um what about you, Sam? Do you think you think it was? I think the referee took a bit of time to kind of assess it and then gave the yellow, knowing that VAR would take a look at it. What What did you think? Do you think it was a red? I, I'm curious as to what more he has to do to get a red. Take out a shotgun and
1: yeah. shoot, shoot his ankle off. It was uh, no, it was it was a clear red. Both feet were off the ground. Studs were up. It was it was uh, over above his foot. It was on his ankle. He well, didn't. He had no control of of, of his speed. He can he couldn't stop. He didn't get the ball. It's a, I, it's I it's as clear a red card for me as I as I think I've seen because of the fact that two feet were off the ground and the studs were in the ankle and it, and I think someone just put there. It's an ankle breaker. It absolutely is. Like if you see it, it goes in and bends the ankle like some force. We're lucky that you know Dino uh wasn't injured, because of, obviously, because of our left-back problems at the moment. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was really clear for me. And if I'm being honest, I don't think it would have changed the game that much if he'd have stayed on. No,
0: I, I think no. the
1: goal was coming anyway. And I think you could give Chelsea two, two games, 180 minutes to come at you. And I don't see that goal coming. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was fortunate. I say it's fortunate. It was the right decision. Uh, made it a bit easier for Villa and, and we take it but yeah there's no question it was a red for me
0: yeah yeah I agree I agree um, Dunk says can't raise your feet in modern football like that thank goodness no injury a definite red um, John says uh, love the green away shirt in the background Rich probably my favourite shirt ever uh, thanks for the content that's always a great watch awesome mate thank you for your support and yeah thought I would put some of the shirts out just to, just to make my background a little bit more more interesting um but yeah i mean i i agree with you sam i don't think it would have changed much in terms of the result i think we were kind of getting control of the game i thought our midfielders were were kind of getting in into the game um and i think our bench obviously as it as it happened our bench came on more to sort of be a bit of a threat on the break and and solidify it but i think our bench would have would have potentially changed it anyway but um the key moment came. Um, I'm trying to. What what minute was it? Well,
1: um, Watkins' goal.
0: Yes, 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 yes.
1: Seventy something, wasn't
0: it? Let's have a look. We're really 70, well informed 70, here, guys. Yeah, seventy-third minute. Seventy-third minute. This is why you. This is why you come for this content. Yeah, do you know, it's what got I mean? a massive compliment. But yeah, seventy-third minute, uh, Max Sam. I'll come to you in a bit about Watkins. But yeah, seventy-third minute, um, Ollie Watkins. Uh, not really had much in the game at all. Didn't have many chances, didn't have many touches even. And it kind of, it kind of was typical, really. He doesn't have any chances in this game. And, uh, and they, uh, the first kind of opportunity he gets, the um, ball goes through from, um, who's, who passed it through? DRB on it. it. Yes. Ball passed through from DRB. He runs onto it, takes a shot. Uh, Colwell knocks it off his legs and it goes back into uh, his path. Uh, and probably, I mean, Sanchez made some fantastic saves all game. You could probably say he should have done a little bit better with this, but we're not <clears> going to <throat> moan. In off the post and uh, cue wild scenes in the away end and Oli Watkins back in amongst the goals, mate.
2: I mean, it's just typical of a striker that can't score a goal to score a ludicrously hard chance. For... It just always seems to happen. I mean, like as you say, didn't have chances at all really throughout the game and then he scores one from the most acute angle possible it's just like always seems to happen with strikers scoring I mean I just hopefully just carries on I mean but the problem is as I say he didn't have any chances and he's got a goal so could be the thing he needs to get him get him scoring a few more and then sam can get off his back maybe but i mean he's not going to say any more about watkins <laughs> well,
0: why am i getting see i told you max why am i getting personal attacks here you just love
2: you you love ollie watkins
0: to be fair to be fair last week i think a lot of people were agreeing with you sam and uh, i don't think it was unwarranted i think it was a balanced a balanced critique uh, unlike changed, yours, about Telemans, Max. Unlike uh, yeah, yours exactly. about Telemans, Max. Unlike yours about Um But yeah, Rich said the angle Watkins uh, got was sweet in off the far post. Yep, yeah. Ian said I liked how Watkins scored. McGinn guided him to celebrate in front of the fans. These small things all contributing to build up Watkins' confidence. Hopefully, he'll go on a streak, says Rich. Um, Lewis said, Yeah, Sam, get off his back. <laughs> Deontay says, To be fair, to be honest, Sanchez should have saved it, but Villa supporters won't care. Absolutely. Um, they're not going to let it go, says Rich. Um, yeah. and uh, yeah, I get. I guess, Sam, I mean, it, obviously, we all want him to do well, and it wasn't an unfair critique, I didn't think, last week. And we've all been saying, he, you know, he should be putting chances away. It's just typical he has one chance in this game, puts it away. It's the winning goal. And this is exactly what we've asked him, to, wanted him to do, like win the games for us by, you know, these tight games. And you've got to, this is what the top strikers do.
1: Okay. No,
0: um... Not, not. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? The top strikers do this consistently. Ollie yeah. Watkins has done this once. But yeah, this that... is what we want him to be able to do.
1: I'll I'll preface the rest of my, um my opinions on Ollie Watkins uh, by saying I'm I'm chuffed for him. I really am. I, I was um I was really happy that he scored. I thought he had another bad an, another bad game. Um uh, up to that point he had I think in the whole game he had 15 touches. Um he that was his I say it was his only shot, but it was actually two shots because the ball came in to him and he, he kind of hit it a little bit early. He um, did. again he, he kind of panicked because he, he he wasn't getting the best of Colwell. Um so he was like, oh, you know, fuck this. I'm just going to I'm going to hit it. And luckily it came back to him. But at that point, I was like, well, the, the chance is gone because uh, there's no one to square it to. And the angle is really tight. And obviously we'd seen Sanchez in really good form. Um, and I think it was one of those where Sanchez will be having nightmares tonight about that because it was um, it was probably the easiest shot that he'd faced that day from that angle. But um, like we say, at the end of the day, you have to. You know, you have to give him credit. Last week, I said I want a striker who wins us games. Um, I didn't say I wanted a, a striker who, you know, plays well for ninety minutes and has a hundred touches of the ball. You know, that's you know, if that's all what Ollie Watkins does in a game is is win the game with with his goal, you can't ask for much more. I think it's um, it's one of those. And I, and I said this last week. My my opinion on Ollie Watkins hasn't changed as of yet because of this one goal. I'm not going to get carried away with it and say no, yeah, it's a new game. No. Or, you know, he he had a chance. It it went in and it's fantastic, but m- m- what I was talking about last week with Ollie Watkins is about consistency. Um I won't go back and say why he's not consistent and all this and that. The only thing I will say is I hope that like everyone else every other Villa fan is um I hope he kicks on with it. I hope he kicks on. I hope this is a start of you know what will probably be a purple patch, but just imagine if it's just a great run of consistency throughout the whole season. I think he, I think that would be brilliant for him and for Villa. So um, yeah, the only thing I'll say about Watkins is is well done today. Hopefully the goals keep coming, and and even more importantly, hope the uh, hope the performances get a bit better. Hope he gets a bit more involved in the game. Um, you know, one shot, 15 touches today. Luckily he got a goal, but if he hadn't got that goal, those numbers would have made some grim reading.
0: There would have, there would have. Um, I actually don't mind that he didn't get involved in the game play as much as that. I think maybe he should have had more touches, but I think sometimes a striker can try and get involved too much and then take away other people's spaces, take away what other people um, could and should be doing. So, yeah, I actually don't mind that. I think sometimes, some, I think some of our final ball wasn't great um, in, particularly in that first half, but Yeah, I think, um, like you say, Sam, hopefully that goal can take him on further. Um, And, you know, he's got, we've got Brighton next week. I don't think he'll play against Everton on Wednesday night. I'm sure he'll want to, but I think he'll probably play Duran against Everton. But I think certainly against Brighton. Back at Villa Park, let's get him let's uh, let's get him back amongst the goals um i was just about to say this martin uh, there's 70 people watching and we've only got 22 likes everyone so um you, obviously your support is amazing with great numbers on us on a sunday night but please do hit that like button guys i want to try and get to 50 likes if we can um so mate, hit that like button now jump back in if you have to jump out again um but yeah it really does help us grow the channel um well, let's have a look at some other comments. Lewis, says, joking aside, Sam, I'll back you because Watkins is inconsistent, like a top-class striker. Um, I think there's people talking about his contract. Um, we'll talk more on that in the fans forum tomorrow. So we'll go. We'll, we'll talk more in terms of his contract and stuff uh, later on. Uh, well, sorry, tomorrow in the fans forum. Um, what have we got here? take three straight home games to come for Villa, Everton, Bright, uh, Brighton, and Drinsky? Uh, Emery to, I expect Emery to rotate quite a bit against against Everton. And then Brighton and Drinsky are massive games can't take anything for granted. Totally agree. Um, and Gary says, I'd rather rotate in leagues. Cups are our chance to win something. Um, but what, I think... what do you reckon
1: about the League Cup, Rich and, and, and Max? What do you think? Because, look, we're in four competitions this year. I think out of the four, the League Cup is the one that people will... Care the, less about, uh, care the least about but would argue maybe that we've got the best chance of, of winning. I don't know why it's the exact same odds as the FA Cup but it's the same teams that play and the same team that wins it every year Man City or someone from Manchester. So what do you reckon? Do you think it's worth um, against Everton just, just fielding a weakened team and kind of giving us a bit more space until
0: January with the injuries that we've got? Um, I think... I think he'll make some changes, but I do think we've got an opportunity to win it. I think Everton will probably make quite a few changes as well. To be honest, I know they had a good result against uh, uh, against Brentford um, yesterday, but I think they'll probably make quite a few changes as well. Um, so, I I would like to I would like us to do well in the Carabao Cup. To be honest, I really would. Um, and, and win, winning obviously breeds confidence, but I do think that I do think he'll give another shout out to Longley. I think Duran will probably come in. I think Tielemans will come in. Um Ramsey will probably get a start. So yeah, I, I think it'll still be a good team, but I think he he will make a lot of changes and I think but I do think Everton will make a lot of changes as well. I don't know um, about you, Max. What about yeah, you? Yeah, Max. What do
1: you is the League right. Cup that important to you? Like, as a, as a piece of silverware, because it's always been the Mickey Mouse trophy. And for mm-hmm. teams like Villa, it's not, because, you know, we've been to the, to the Carabao Cup final previously and everyone was buzzing and we all really wanted to win it. So it is an important trophy. But as far as the season's concerned, are you that fussed about it?
2: I wouldn't be too bothered if we lost necessarily. But at the same time, you've got to try and, I feel like you've got to try and win every game that you're in i think i don't see him rotating too heavily i think he'll go for i think it's almost going to be like a confidence kind of game i think it'll be like your baileys Your i think watkins will probably play i wouldn't be surprised if he did i mean he probably if it was duran or if it was watkins i wouldn't be surprised either way i think it's i mean i would say say it gives watkins a chance to get some goals maybe to keep, keep his keep up his form but who knows i mean i don't I mean, as I say, I think you've got. The, I'd argue the biggest chance we've got is probably, well, based on Thursday, probably not. But I think the Conference League is about our best chance in terms right. of the level of competition. I think because you're not, you're not being coming up against your Man have the Chelseas, well, not Chelseas, like Arsenal and stuff like that. There's no chance of them coming up. So I'd prefer us to play our starting eleven. If it was a choice between the three games, I'd have the rotated squad against Everton and then keep a. Big take, a good team out against Zerinski and Brighton, that's for sure.
0: Well, we'll see. We will see. Um, Dunk said a conference league and FA Cup. The priorities Rich said he'd rather win the Europa, Europa, Europa Conference. Gaza said, I'm fussed. Uh, that's our last, that's, that's our last two major trophy wins. Gotta go for every trophy now. Uh, Mark says hat trick of cups and fifth in the league. That'll do me easy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But no, it it is going to be interesting to see. Um, Flipping back to after the goal, uh, today's game, um, you know, Chelsea had 10 men. They did put us under a bit of pressure. I think they could arguably say they had, you know, better chances towards the end of the game. I wouldn't say we were hanging on, Max, but you know, they, I thought I thought credit to them. They did they did put us under a fair bit of pressure. Obviously, Chilwell had a good chance. I think uh, Cole Palmer, who came on, did pretty well. Uh, had a good had a good chance, and Conter blocked it. But yeah, I mean, we we were fairly comfortable with the eleven extra minutes of it, injury time. But yeah, I mean, credit to Chelsea for ten men. They did put us under a bit of pressure.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I, I saw us that earlier. Cole Palmer's. Gone to Chelsea for four, £45 million pound and he's never scored in the Prem, which is insane to me. I don't understand. I just I don't understand it. But I mean, You're I think. Paying I for potential early, in your max. Yeah, but £50 million quid, nearly for a guy that's never scored. It's insane. I mean, I just, they just missed something. I don't know what it is. I thought Brouille looked all right when he came on in terms of being a striker, even though he had a few. I mean, he's only just back from. He was, I think, he was injured. He injured himself against Villa, didn't he? In yeah, during got
0: bad injury in that yeah in that
2: game in Dubai, yeah. Yeah. And he's that's his first game back, so he's going to take some time to get back to to not like up to speed. But I think I think that looked looked better. But I think that's only because we'd scored and kind of could try and just absorb it and lock them out almost rather than going forward and leaving ourselves exposed. Prime, yeah, Yeah. noble.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I, like I say, I think I think Emmy Martinez made a couple of good saves uh, um, to kind of get us through. And then I did want to focus Sam, on a couple of Villa performances. Um, you, and again, you might want to touch on a couple of others as well. But I thought Bubakar Kamara was was much more solid in that midfield. Um, seemed to have a, a bit more like his old self. And I thought um, Ezri Conta was uh, really stepped up and was was excellent at the back. Um, for Villa today, um, and uh, yeah, just wanted to shout out those two in particular as I thought they had they had really good games.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think there's a specific shirt for for this podcast. I don't know if you can,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: there we go. Yeah, Kamara shout out. No, I, 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 if I'm being honest, I think um, I think we've kind of kind of touched on it already. Um, I think uh, um, I think Chelsea were, were quite. Not unlucky, but you know, Chelsea have got that number nine curse that they've had for god knows how long. See Drogba was the last striker that actually did did well at Chelsea. Um, and everyone they've had since has just been been, you know, sort of cursed to to never score, not score regularly. I think um uh, yeah, we they they got into a lot of good positions. I mean Martinez made some saves. I think it was um it was good defending on our part. We spoke about Ezra Consa last week. Um uh, you know, I, I, I I've always rated Ezra Connor really highly. I think he's I think he's re- like just so solid. And he stepped
0: up so much in terms of sort of like leading that back line. Um, and he yeah, I thought he was good. talking today, which was really good. Um, yeah, like you could see him like telling people where to go, what to do, um, like encouraging as well. Like sometimes I've noticed he has a go at people when they've done something wrong. But today I thought he was really kind of like you know, telling people they were doing t- stuff well and and almost like no one's going to be Tyra Mings, but someone has to step into that breach. Someone has to be that voice on, on the pitch. And I thought Conter was getting somewhere towards it. I've noticed it all around the pitch, actually.
1: Um, another one who's really far more vocal than he used to be is Douglas Louise. Yeah. Um, even when you look at the behind the scenes, footage for villa like when they're walking back into the dressing room after the game and you know dougie's like screaming and like you know getting everyone pumping and and even on the pitch as well he seems more vocal he seems more um uh he seems uh, more in charge which I, which i love from him i think he's um really stepped up as well. Uh but yeah, I think defensively we we were we were solid. Emmy Martinez is just he always surprises me at how good he is at making himself big and coming out. He loves a one-on-one. Um I don't think there's a better goalkeeper in the world for one-on-ones and I'm not that's not an exaggeration or a, um you know a, me going a bit crazy after today. I think he is actually like
0: since that save in the world cup, since that save in the world cup, like I think, I honestly, think he intimidates players when they go through one on one against him, and he just yeah. does that save, and he's just like, sh- he just nods his head as if to say, like, I'm the, it, I'm the man, like, not in it, my it, house.
1: It's hard to, to describe it, but my, my seat at Villa is in the, is in the whole end, low halt Um, so when you watch him, it's just how big he makes himself. <laughs> like, it's, it's. He, you don't really know. You don't really realize how much space these goalkeepers take because they're so such big lads. And Amy Martin isn't just tall; he's quite broad as well. So he's, um, yeah, I think it was a really good performance defensively today. I think uh, offensively we we create some chances, but we weren't as maybe cutthroat as we could have been no. when we it's clinical. Like it wasn't. It wasn't a vintage villa performance going forward i think drb was quite quiet today was. Um, was. As, as as well so you know but this is this is what it means to be a team competing at the top of the table when everyone's not firing you know you have other parts of the pitch to uh to, to kind of bail you out and do their job and and all you need is one chance um get one goal and we'll do the rest so um yeah a brilliant performance from everyone today kamara was you know really handled that midfield i think chelsea's midfield is. Although it's really expensively composed, it's I think it's quite weak. Enzo yeah, it, Fernandez, was,
0: it was. Someone someone put yeah. a tweet out saying that Chelsea's midfield was something like two hundred and twenty some million, and Villa's was twenty two million or something. I don't even and think like, our midfield was was
1: was that. It's it, it, it's it's. I mean, Enzo Fernandez for one hundred and five million. That for me yeah. is more baffling than Cole Palmer for yeah. for forty five because he's just. He's just so average he's i can't liken him to any other player because I, I never really see anything that he does fantastically no. He doesn't do anything like it's not that like you can say oh he's a really good passer, but he lacks in other areas he's just he's just average he's okay I'd, I'd have him for 25 million um as a backup to Louise but <laughs> i don't know i think I think maybe it's uh chelsea needs to get into the swing of things and i'm really glad we pa- played them now whilst they're in the downturn of confidence and I was at Stamford Bridge last year when we beat him 2-0 and Ollie Watkins got that chip over Kepa we have uh, we're having a good time at Stamford Bridge in recent years uh, even when we don't win we play really well so uh yeah we'll go, let's
0: play him every week if we can <laughs> can we play every week yeah 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 absolutely um yeah I mean Max we were talking before about Chelsea um and some of the players that they, the amount of money they've spent, the players that they've brought in, maybe it will, it will come good. Um, but it seems to me like they've sold their English players for the sake of FFP and replaced them with other younger players who aren't. I don't know. Maybe they could can be as good, but for the price, I just don't see where that return of investment is coming. Like I said to you before, Loftus Cheeks playing for AC Milan, he's in the Champions League. Uh, obviously, Mason Mount has gone to Man United. He's injured at the moment. Um, you know, they've, 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 sold, they've sold one or two others. And I just, I don't, then like you said, they brought Cole Palmer in for 50 million. They've spent 106 million on Fernandez. They've spent over 100 million on Caicedo. 50 odd million on Cucurella. Like, I I don't see where they've got this, this amazing team from or it where just, it's going to come from. No.
2: I said it earlier. Just, just you can't just make a squad. You can't just buy the all these young good players and they just expect it to be all like roses and it, just, it just works and everyone clicks together. Because players take can take years to come good in some teams. Like it just you don't just a lot of players just don't hit the ground running at a new club and their their whole team's new. So I think they've sold like Asmir has gone. They've like Jorginho, They've sort of lo- let go of players that probably weren't at their best, but also made up a lot of their squad and were the experienced heads of their squad. And you can't just get rid of that that kind of experience all in one go and replace it with like Lavia's relegated player, Palmer, a Man City bench player, and, like just like when I think they've got Thiago Silva, who's about as experienced as it's possible to come by. But then part the of him, there's Sterling. And then you going down from there. I, don't, I can't think yeah. you've played players who they've got that have got We're that. Chill.
0: Not getting that, I mean, it at the minute. Yeah, so you've got Chilmore, who, is injured. Yeah,
2: Reece James yeah. Is, yeah. has played I, about two minutes in about four years.
1: I would I would say this though, just in the defence of Chelsea, not that they need it, but there's a few things like people are talking about the price tag for Kai Sado. How? brilliant was he last season like he
0: oh a, no no I'm not I'm not criticizing him he he's a, he's an excellent signing and they had to pay that to get him because there was other, other teams in for him yeah, yeah, he's, yeah.
1: He, he's he's an excellent signing first and foremost I think that they have them those excellent signings all around all around the pitch they haven't gelled yet um, yeah. and I think that that brings me on to my second point is I don't think Pochettino had the effect that they thought he was going to have and mm. I heard him come out today and he said uh I think it was yeah, it was after the game. He said, "Everyone expects Chelsea to win every, every every week, but this Chelsea isn't the same Chelsea that won the league and
0: won the Champions League." And I'm like, "That's got Stevie G vibes to it, you know." Yeah, that's not that's well. Got... Yeah, I looked at him today, and I did. I I don't know what it is, but I just didn't quite see the same hunger that he had at, at Tottenham. You know, like you see in people's eyes. I just didn't.
1: I don't He's think he has a, a bit connection of that spark. for the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to remember, Pochettino is is as it was a player. Uh, he was at Espanyol and he loved the club and he got that deep connection to it when he went to Southampton he really got invested in it same with Tottenham he went to PSG had no love for the club and I feel like he's almost fallen out of love with football a little bit you don't he don't get the same excitement that you get from Pochettino as you used to so I think that that didn't work for them and I think he um you know I, I think that's you can see that in the way that they play they're not and, which is why there's I said Chelsea last fans week. Saying
0: potch out, mate. There's, there's Chelsea fans already and, saying watch out.
1: And I said last week, I said, "Is it was actually after the podcast?" And I said, "Is anyone else worried about Chelsea being so shit that they're going to come in and take Unai Emery because they could offer him a ton of money and he would be, he is, he's the man, the type of manager to revive a team. He's proven it now to a really high
0: standard. So yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit worried about them. I hope they pick up form. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. I I will ask you because I thought this is an interesting question because you were like obviously I'm a, I'm a Poch fan, and I think he's a good manager, but you were a huge Poch fan to, to Villa. Obviously we've mm-hmm. got Emery. Um, you know, it's looking <laughs> who
1: I feel like you're gonna ask did, me a stupid yeah. question now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm gonna <goodness. laughs> You know, are you, are you, are you, would you, are you still kind of no. Poch like?
1: Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. no, the answer is no. Are you glad we um, got
0: we? Are, are you glad we got Emery out no, of the deal? I'm no, basically no, saying.
1: Do, do you know what? If if I have one quality in the world, it's it's being able to admit when I was wrong, and I when Emery first came in, when we actually not beforehand, when I was I was sort of advocating for Poch, thinking he's the right idea, but it's sort of like the the day Emery was signed, I was like, yeah I was like, it's a bit of a mess managerial appointment I wasn't super excited about it I was like you know like everyone else the only thing I remembered him for was you know getting sacked to Arsenal and him saying good evening um I was and and I and I have to admit I was woefully misinformed he's he's a step above I'd say he's the top in the top three managers in the league I'd rather have him than Mikel Arteta I'd rather have him than I'd see the the only two who really sort of dwarf him in terms of their managerial status is pep and, and Klopp, hmm. so um no pochettino can do one and emery can sign a lifetime contract for all i'm concerned
0: yeah 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 no we're sick look,
1: in the league time. rich yeah. we're, we're consistent
0: yeah. we're at the top exactly this this is the thing you know it's 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 like it's like we, we can't we can't be that like villa now like in terms of oh we'll just you know we'll win one week and then oh we are gonna go to chelsea and get beat like we go to these grounds and we win now and also the other the other point is is I'll come to you, Max. Is the fact that when Emery says something after a defeat, like as in we'll learn from this, or you know there's a few tactical tweaks to make, and we'll make sure that that they're, they're, they're kind of um, they're kind of made in the next game. It actually happens. Like that's the the point is is like and you know I, I know he's tweeted a picture of him watching the the game already from you know I don't know if he's travelling back or he's back at his back home, but this guy. This guy, what he says he's going to do, he actually does it, and then and the best thing is it it it, it, it invariably he backs it up with a result as well. I
2: mean, I just whenever I watch a game, I sit and watch it, and something something happens, whatever it might be, and I think Unai Emory's going to be annoyed at that. Every single it feels like every single game, it just feels like we've got a manager that knows what he wants, and if he doesn't get what he wants, he's not happy with. Like there's the video of him at the Legia game. Just shouting at Callum Chambers, like looks like he's finally oh. he's finally cracked. He's like going nuts on the bench, and you could just like just he gets annoyed at little things, and he and he won't. He just, he's just the kind of guy who's not going to let little mistakes just happen. And it's, they're not happening. Like you go from leg year in the week making stupid passes and taking stupid like shots from silly angles and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden you come to Chelsea, we're not really shooting from distance like we were. In the week, the high lines pretty much is is a bit deeper, but it's still work. It's as good as it was it ever was before and stuff like that. So he just change. He just he knows exactly how he wants to play, and he can make sure everyone plays the way he wants. That's basically. And it's unlike any manager I think we've ever had really, where they rather than changing how they they play to suit what they've got. He, he works the other way around? He's getting the players to play how he wants, and that's how it's going to be.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. We've got over 100 people watching now at 20 past 10 on a Sunday, which is amazing. So, guys, you must have been hitting that like button, but I'm pretty sure we haven't got 106 likes. So, please, please do hit that like button. We're over, as I say, we've we've smashed the 2,400 barrier on the road to 3K. So, if you haven't already, if you like what you see, um, do subscribe to the channel as well. And if you want to become a member uh, for just $1.99 a month, um, hit the link at the top of the channel, or hit the dollar sign at the bottom, and join uh, for just $1.99 a month and become an official Villa Park Pod follower. Um, loads of loads of comments coming in. I will read them. There'll be there'll be some that I'll jump back and forth, but let me just go through um where did we go um Duncan said Chelsea's keeper made two or three top saves also very equal from the goalkeeper point of view he did he did he made a couple of cracking saves Rod says happy to get Chelsea out of the way when they're still in some disarray Um, really random reviews in the house evening all how's everyone he's buzzing we are absolutely buzzing as well up the villa um Aston the villa fan says a good FA Cup run gets every fan buzzing to be fair um huge trophy huge history absolutely um Rob said I'd prefer to keep Denia and that's saying that I think that's in relation to Chilwell uh, Martin said Chelsea threatened when they had 11 men on the pitch once they went a man down they dropped and we looked more like scoring and winning the game we did have a couple of chances I think Ramsey had a, had a chance as well I think Um Ian said over the next nine games the only game we are not favourites is Brighton at home that being said if we could win that game it would be huge for our confidence and we tend to do very well against Brighton um, Guys was saying, yes, Sam. I'm not sure what that one I don't before. know why did, but I'll Kamara. take it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it, Rich. Anything I can get. Lewis, Lewis is giving you a little comment there. <laughs> yeah, but... right, hey, you have to...
1: Where's the super chat for that? Yeah, you got
0: to have a super chat for that. <laughs>
1: Actually, do you know what? Forget that. I'll, I'll send you my PayPal. We'll do this, we'll do this <laughs> offline.
0: <laughs> um. Where are we? Where are we now? Uh, I think, uh, yeah, really random says ball retention today from Doug and Bailey was excellent today. Uh, yeah, I thought we kept the ball well. I thought Bailey did well when he came on as well, played some nice passes. Um, didn't get the ball a lot, but when he did, he, he didn't waste it. Um, Gaza says, Emmy, look, Kamara and Louise are absolutely on fire. Um, Rich said our bench is looking good. Um, Duncan said, Bailey with his old buddy Diaby in, a different player this season. Um, Weston says, Conter's not a young player anymore. He is a seasoned Premier League player and fair play. Since Mings has been out, he's grown and taken on responsibility. Absolutely. Um, really random said, any one-on-one Martinez is literally a 70 to 30 making the save. 100%. Um, <clears throat> um, Gaza said, question for us. Um, do any of their players get in our squad? Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah, I think squad. I mean, yeah, Kaiseido's yeah, yeah. is a good player, isn't he? Yeah, but come on, uh, was, it, it was was squad. Top yeah. Top. yeah, I mean, was, first 11, oh, 11, first yeah. 11, yeah. first 11.
1: Um, Reece James. probably Reese James 100%. Thiago Silva, you'd make an argument. You, you mean he's he's one of the Best central defenders of the last decade. Um
0: I'd have somewhat I mean McGinn wasn't great today, so maybe one of their mid midfielders it, over Sterling, a McGinn. Sterling's
1: a really good Sterling player. Sterling would get in, yeah. 100 yeah. percent Sterling would get in. Um yeah. yeah, I mean they've I mean look, if you asked the pundit on BBC, they'd probably put one villa player in a team of a
0: oh <laughs> mate, I'll see
1: <laughs>
0: What I was when I, the what I was watching today, um uh, the 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 commentator, the, I think it was Jackie Oatley she was desperate for Chelsea to win, like just desperate for them to score. Yeah. The, like the bias was crazy. Um, like it was almost like it was just Chelsea playing just to, like some team from League One or something. Like the yeah, I mean we're obviously. Uh, would you actually say now as well, lads, that we are, we are better, as in. You know, like obviously Chelsea will still get the headlines with the money that they've spent and all that. Obviously, last season we finished above them anyway, but are we now saying that we are a better team than Chelsea? Yeah. Like, consistently better.
2: I mean, I saw a stat the other day, like the league table of like every team that's played in the league for uh, the last, like since the start of last season to now. Obviously, barring the three promoted teams, Chelsea are bottom alongside Everton to have played. certain amount of games so of the teams that haven't been promoted or relegated they've got the least points alongside everton in the in the last year and a half so i think that they're literally they statistically and they're literally one of the worst teams in the league at the moment yeah i think um
1: as i said i put in the in our uh, group chat earlier today before the game even started i said i'd be disappointed if we didn't take if we didn't take at least a point like you go into that game against Chelsea now. Move this to like three years ago. Chelsea away, whatever, throwaway game. If you can get something great, if not, then. But now, I, I, I kind of expected to win, um, and I was never really very nervous at any particular point. I think um, I'd say that we are we're in in much better form than they have than than they are. Um, I'm kind of nervous as to what happens if they click because they've got really good individual players. They're playing FIFA. They're just signing these wonder kids. And I heard a rumor today, actually, it'd be interesting to see what you guys think, that uh, Chelsea expect a uh, an FFP uh, ban, which is why their players are so young. Because so I heard they were looking at James Madison. They ruled him out because he was 26 and their rule is right. they can't buy anyone who's under 25. So maybe they're expecting like a lengthy spending ban and the like will buy a bunch of kids who have longevity. So it doesn't matter
0: yeah I think great. uh yeah oh you mean they're gonna get a transfer embargo type thing yeah
1: transfer embargo yeah I, th- I think,
0: uh, yeah I i think you i think that's right i think a lot of it or oh, it depend on Everton's hearing in in october um related to what punishment they may get depends then on how that might affect other clubs, but yeah, I mean, they must be skating so close. I know they've sold the players for high money that have come through their they academy, sold a so lot of players, yeah, yeah, so that's like pure profit, and obviously that can then be uh, written off against for the next three years, but still, amount of money that they've spent, they've got to be sailing very, very, very close to hey,
1: Richard billion over the last three transfer windows don't, exactly that's it's absolutely crazy
0: i don't think ever. Spent that much money.
1: i don't think like if you calculate all the Villa signings in our history i don't think it would be a, a billion i don't think it would maybe close to but i don't think it would hit that what they spent the last three no um three year transfer windows and i think it's it's just one of them like i think the game has changed like we spent what 52 million on drb i don't think you can progress and you can combe- compete compete you know, without spending big money, we spent 50 million to, to compete with the top seven. They need to spend a billion to compete with, with you know, winning the league. Um, it's just funny how dismally they're failing at the moment. So,
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jack says Dougie made them look so average. Yeah, I thought he was excellent. There's one part of the play where he just, he went around through three of their, their midfielders and then just knocked it off to Kamara, I think. And it was just like masterful in midfield, just so calm. Um, Ian said that what was pleasing about today's performance was that there were no weak links. Um, uh, Adam said Enzo had ha- Oh, sorry, Ad- Enzo had half a good season at Benfica. Madness. Yeah, he'd uh, also Rachel win did-
1: the World Cup though.
0: Yeah he, yeah, he did. But, like, Cleberson won the World Cup. I think that's the, that's the one that United fans <laughs> always say. Um, Rachel said, Chelsea's team doesn't function properly. Lots of clubs spurs. Brighton, Man City and Villa's team function. Uh, it's, it, but what's amazing to, to think about Villa is our team didn't function um, up until kind of October, November last year. And then within, like, two games, it functioned. Um, so, you know, it just shows you what, what can happen, you know, it just shows you, um, Gaza said they'll buy more players in January too, seeing as it's working so well for them. Um, Rob said they try to apply an American sports canvas on football, lots of promising players on long contracts, hoping they will compete in a few years. They will struggle badly. Also financially. Um, Adam says Chelsea are a FIFA career mode team. They'll either be brilliant in three years or massively flop. Um and then, yeah, several years without Europe Hurts for FFP, definitely. Yeah, uh true. Chelsea Chelsea, uh, Rod says, Chelsea would never have been as patient as us to get our midfield. Luis wouldn't have developed there. Absolutely. Uh, and Weston said, to be fair, these players are good players individually, but they've all been brought together, sent out to play football, and just told just to go and win. I do think Poch will coach them, though. I really do. Um, It's just whether he'll get the time to do it. Um... Uh, Tiago is nearly normally insane for Chelsea, but he made the error for our goal today. Unusual for him to be honest, he's class. Uh, Gary says, Money can destroy young players, especially if they go to big clubs like Chelsea. Um, Aston the Villa fan, I'd have liked us to go in strong for Palmer, build around him, JJ, and in midfield. He'll be astounding, I'm sure of it. He looks a good player. He definitely does look good He was a good quality player. at Man
1: City as well. Yeah, Every time he yeah, yeah. came on, he Yeah, didn't... a
0: bit of a surprise they let him go, to be honest. He, he did actually brighten it up when they came on as well. He looked dangerous. I think for that money, Man City just couldn't say no. No, exactly. Uh, Martin said, Chelsea's only win was against Luton this season so far. Any decent team that's played against Chelsea don't really fear them. Yeah, they definitely haven't got that fear factor. Duncan thinks they look like this year's Leicester. Well, we know what happened to them. Um Gaza, most Villa fans wanted Poch too. Yeah. Uh, Dico Blanco's in the house. Hello, everyone. Hello, mate. Great to have you on board. Uh, thank God we got Emery, says uh, um, Gaza. Um, what's this? Uh, Chelsea seeing sacked in the morning commentary team blamed Villa fans for it. I, I do I do think it was Villa fans. There might have been some Chelsea fans seeing it as well, though. Um, lots of praise for Emery. Um, Rachel said, "Emery wouldn't leave for Chelsea. Burley has shown he will fire anyone, regardless of what is happening. Emery is like likes to have the backing, uh, and yeah, Weston agrees. Emery's got full control at Villa. He wouldn't at Chelsea. Apparently, the Chelsea owner was in the dressing room after the game today. Um, well, we had a, a previous um, CEO in in the stands today at Villa. Max, uh, certain Christian Perslow in the away end. I mean, it's a bit random, isn't it?"
2: I mean, I like, I like I did like the video of him singing along and whatever. I thought that was quite funny, but it's just it's just odd. Just I just don't I just was confused why. I mean, it's like it's like being sacked from your job and just turning up at the office and just saying hello to everybody. It's just like it's just so so odd. I didn't really understand. And I mean, I know Martin spoke about him the other day and what, like the good things he did, but he, a lot of people don't. Don't have fond memories of him from his time at the club, so I just thought it was an odd thing. And I also want to know his booking references, please. Went, <laughs> you're
0: what, not I'm one not, of them, you're not one of them. Are you? I don't know if it, <laughs> did, he, did.
2: He go to 19 away games last year. I, I don't know,
0: we
1: need to change it from Telemans to uh Perslow for Mac. <laughs> yeah, it.
2: Adam,
0: see, I took the Villa, everyone, a bit late, but managed to make it. Great to have you, in, mate. Brilliant to have you in. Um, lads, anything else you wanted to cover? I um, I think, I think I the people th-
1: were talking about McGinn. I don't think we really covered him that, did we?
0: Yeah, uh, that's a point. Yeah, A couple of people said he, he was kind of back to his old self. I thought he was a bit quiet. The comments I are really you, mixed.
1: The comments are yeah. mixed. Some people are saying that Guinea's not doing it for them. They want to see Zaniolo in there. And the other half are saying oh, he had a really good game. It's quite interesting.
0: Yeah, I'll uh, get your thoughts. What did you think about him, Sam? I thought he was I thought, I thought he
1: was a bit lackluster, if I'm being honest. I think he's la- – the, the back end of last season, or from sort of January to the end of the season, last season, I think John McGinn was unplayable. I think, like, that form was world-class. Um, you know, and that, you know, some people say, oh, yeah, whatever, world-class, throw around too easy. I think he was in the best midfielders in the Premier League, which makes him some one of the best midfielders. Um, you know, in the world for those six months. Like I remember playing Tottenham, Tottenham at home last season, like back end of the back end of the season, like we really needed that push. Um and, and we beat him and he was just phenomenal in that game. And um but before that he had like a really long period of being um of being quite quiet in games and not being up to his best. I don't think he's back there because at that point he couldn't pass. He couldn't do anything. I just don't think he's influencing the game as much as he did towards the back end of last season but he's um you know i got a, i think guinea's earned himself some time if i'm being honest with those phenomenal performances so um i wouldn't mind a bit of rotation and i i don't I, i've noticed that that emery's taken him off quite a lot recently actually yeah, about 60 minutes um in these games so he's he's giving him the chance but if he's he's not cutting the mustard by 60 minutes even though he's captain you know emery's uh not afraid to take him off as well and i think that's as fair as you can beat him again at the moment
0: yeah. Max, your thoughts, I'm again. I think it were was it the
2: Everton game at the start of the season. He was he was like he was just in like he was just unbelievable at that game. It's he just hasn't done much of his like getting on the ball and just like kind of just driving forward with it. He hasn't been the last like two or three games, he hasn't really done that very much. He's kind of been getting it and passing it off. He made a few he had a few like cross come shots as well today, kind of like trying to curl them in, but I wasn't really, like didn't seem sure whether it was a shot or if it was a cross and that kind of thing. I don't think he was bad. I think obviously him and Santiago together looked like it was a good a good like partnership for him and kind of like interchanging every so often. So that was kind of alright. But as Sam says, he he's coming off quite a lot recently. Whether where he might drop out of a game, like just and then come on come on, or maybe he needs that. I mean, he's basically played every game for for God knows how long. So maybe I mean maybe. Uh, Everton give him a bit of a rest bring, and then he's fresh for Brighton
0: mm. I think
2: he just maybe he just needs that time to have to kind of regenerate I suppose
0: and he, he does he's... play international about... doesn't he and he's a, key, he's a key he's a key player for Scotland as well so he puts a lot into that as well doesn't he sorry Sam
1: no no, no I was just going to say I think I think he's starting a bit too far forward because he's not playing like down, down the middle like he does for Scotland I think he's starting too far forward and actually I don't know why it just popped into my head, but the exact, the reverse, the same fixture, fixture, but last season against Stamford Bridge was when he did that curler, didn't he? It was an mm-hmm. absolutely beautiful goal, um, and he he was. You can see the difference in the levels, but I think I think McGinn works so well when he kind of starts on the halfway line and he he uses his and he turns the ball and he he does leave players for dead. But when he's like when he gets the ball and he has to immediately press forward instead of like sort of helping that recovery, what Kamara is doing now almost and playing those passes to get to get out. Um, I think it's. I just think he's not playing in his best position. I can understand why he's put him there because he wants to play Kamara, he wants to play Louise, and he. he I think I feel like he's kind of shoehorning McGinn in a little bit in a left attacking midfielder role, which I, I would argue maybe isn't his best position. Not. I'm, I'm not questioning Emery. I'm sure he knows better than me where, where McGinn can play. But I think um, uh, I, I think that his position he needs to drop drop down a little bit. Maybe if there's a three, Kamara is a CDM, Louise and McGinn. I think that would work quite well.
0: Yeah, I agree. Like when he's doing that bustling run, he's turned someone and he's got his arms going, you just can't stop him. Whereas, yeah, when he's further forward, he maybe beats that man, but then there's another defender and there's another defender. There's no space to go into. yeah. Yeah, yeah, or he's got to have a shot or he's got to try and cross it. And we know what he's like when, if the decision he has to make is a bit too hasty or a bit too quick, like he can sometimes overhit the pass or get the cross wrong. So yeah. He's obviously always going to put that effort in. It's just, uh, it's just one of those, one of those things. I just think he needs to, needs to maybe get his, um, you know, get his form back a little bit. But yeah, he might. I think he probably will be rested on Wednesday, and then, you know, Brighton could be a good game for him at home.
1: What, what do you guys reckon to JJ's return to to the Premier yeah. League?
0: Yeah. Um. Rich asked a question um around that, saying when he went down, we were all kind of heart in mouth. Um, yeah. I'll just I'll just do a few comments on McGinn and then we'll, we'll yeah we'll cover um, we'll cover Ramsey um Carrie says, oh no, it's McGinn's turn now. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was really balanced. Yeah, know. no, no, no. <laughs> McGinn was very quiet this week in both fixtures. Says Gazza. Dico Blanco said, I thought McGinn, looked off it. If I'm honest, still love the meatball. Uh, David folks says, McGinn makes our squad strong, either playing or on the bench. Yeah. Uh, Martin says, I thought McGinn and Zaniola worked really well together. Zaniola with the power on the ball and able to beat people where McGinn is just a bulldog and use his bum. Bum Bum to block the ball. I never thought I'd say Bum Bum on, on a, on a YouTube stream. <laughs> Gaza says, let's be Mike, honest. Mike's in a
1: hotel room in a nappy waiting for someone to come. <laughs> He's up Mommy, to some kinky bum shit bum. in Turkey. <laughs> yeah.
0: Kaza says let's be honest McGinn ain't the fittest and with all our fixtures he needs to go off around 60 minutes Uh, Adamski says McGinn was almost invisible again but saved the goal and we probably would have been better off with him on, on as the subs didn't work like I thought they would we made it harder for ourselves against 10 I do think that was because Chelsea just thought F this, and they just went for it. Um, Ian said, I think the team is still settling. No one looks settled other than Diaby and Louise at the moment. It will take time to get into a rhythm. Then we'll see the best of McGinn. Uh, Weston said he hasn't done that arse thing, which I <laughs> think he's really good at lately either. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Gary said we can rotate McGinn, no problem. Um, really random said, if we didn't have our injuries, we could rotate strongly, but we still look okay. Unai can work his magic. Um, and said he was standing off Chelsea players instead of getting stuck into them. Um so yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's all of um all on again. So just a quick quick shout on um quick shout on JJ. Like I say, Sam we were a bit worried when he went down off injury, but yeah, I think he's been okay. I think he's he's getting into. it. I think he could have scored today. Had a good shot. Good save from Sanchez. Um probably just needs to get that little bit of sharpness when he's running with the ball, but you can see what he's going to give us. That that territory that gaining yards that we've missed. I think he's going to be a real key player for us.
1: Yeah, uh, we all know what JJ is about. We saw little specks of it today. There's um, darting runs forward and he's, you know, he's a man from midfield. Um, Yeah, didn't time, but really, really, really happy that he's back.
0: Yeah, Max,
2: what about yourself? He's just, it's good to have him back, obviously. I mean, I just, I just think it's, just don't want to rush him back into things. Almost, it feels like Moreno has been out for less for longer, but he's not being rushed back. But Ramsey's kind of been chucked in. I don't know. If, obviously, their injuries are different and whatever. But just as I was going to say, start him against Everton maybe. But then that also feels just like might be a step too far. I don't really know what his injury was. I didn't. I haven't seen much about it really until like like compared to uh, Moreno, it feels like there hasn't been really much discourse about it at all. So. But I mean, I think he he looks good. I think he just, as you say, needs that sharpness. Like get some fitness in him, and then be back. I think he's the option for McGinn as well. I think it gives you a different a different option to McGinn and Zaniolo. And then he also yeah. also with when with I think he brings the best out of McGinn as well because he can play on the Ramsey off the left. McGinn can play on the right and almost drop back into midfield. So it gives you that option as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, look, he's going to be interesting to see him <coughs> coming back through. And I think. As we've mentioned, the the, the key thing is is options off the bench. You know, we've had we, we could bring on the likes of Tielemans, Bailey, Ramsey, um today and, and we still had, you know, top quality players that didn't come on, like Duran came on as well, Den came on, and um, Moreno was out of the squad, he's not not fully fit. We've got Triore is not fully fit, so we've still got lots of players to come back. Um Lads, we're going to call it a night there. Match of the day is on. And I'm pretty sure everyone is going to want to watch the Villa highlights and bask in the glory. Uh, Amazing numbers tonight. Again, over 100 of you watching. It's fantastic, the support that you guys are giving us. Um, Do please hit the like button on your way out. Do subscribe to the channel if you are new. We are, um, as I say, well over 2,400 after today's fantastic performance. So, Please do hit that subscribe button. Help us on the road to 3K. We've got loads of content coming up this week. We've got our fans forum tomorrow night. So jump in to talk around anything uh, uh, surrounding the Villa. We'll have match preview for Everton, match reaction for Everton, match preview for Brighton, talking tactics from Gareth. He's buzzing to do this one as well. So don't miss that one. Um, And like I say, loads and loads more content to come this week. And make sure you've got your notifications on. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. What a win today. And, uh yeah, let's celebrate, watch a match of the day. And as always, remember, we all follow the Villa. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. Oh, and...